0: AM 1280, The Patriot, WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRoxra. A dangerously hot weekend in the West. National Weather Service meteorologist Dan Peterson says several records are expected to be broken again today with temperatures reaching 110 and above.
2: Records are possible today in the San Joaquin Valley. And in some of the Arizona deserts, there are several spots that will get 110 to 115, like Las Vegas is forecast to be 113 today, and, and that would be a record if it was achieved.
0: Meanwhile, on the other side of the country, tropical storm Claudette's formed along the U.S. Gulf Coast, bringing heavy rains and flooding to coastal states, including Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. Flooding had already begun overnight last night into this morning with local reports of high water over roads and stranded vehicles. And flash flood warnings dotted the coast while flood watches were in effect well inland for parts of Mississippi, Alabama, Florida, central and northern Georgia. This is
3: SRN News. Hey, it's Mike Gallagher. AM 1280 The Patriot is one of the great radio stations in America. I'm proud and thankful to be broadcasting on this station because 1280 The Patriot is composed of truly terrific people whenever I visit the Twin Cities. It's an added bonus to meet the people at this great station.
0: You're too We make a great team. Thanks for sticking with us through the last 20. Here's to 20 more. AM 1280, The Patriot.
2: You're now tuned in to IntelliJ Radio. AM
0: 1280, The Patriot. My
2: name is Brian, and for the weather today, it's going to be sunny with a high of 83 degrees. AM-12A The Patriot, in partnership with Inspiration Tours, presents the Stand with Israel Tour. Mark with Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher on an extraordinary 10-day adventure through Israel. The Stand with Israel Tour, October 27th through November 5th. Join your fellow patriots by signing up today. Book your trip worry-free now through July 6th. Details at am12athepatriot.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the
0: Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's
4: great to be back in Minnesota today.
0: Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Yeah! Now, here's your headline act,
4: Mitch Bird.
5: Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The shining spot of red in the sea of dingy, dismal, institutional blue. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info. My game, Dominating Twin Cities Weekend Media, which really means Dominating Twin Cities Media. Let's be honest. What happens between Monday and Friday? Pfft. Now, myself, uh, my colleagues, Brad Carlson, Jack Tomzak, King Banyan, continue our job of really souls almost solely wandering the media landscape in this benighted town and bringing the truth to those who will hear it's a big job it's a full-time job that we do part-time and someone's got to do it and we are proud to do it every uh, weekend this past going on 18 years holy cow that adds up fast uh going back many of those years has been one of our our next guests here, uh, who I think we started having on the show, what, 2009, 2010, talking about various uh, bits of skullduggery that had been found in one campaign or another. I believe going back to the Dayton campaign of 2010. Uh, former uh, Minnesota Republican Party uh, operative and uh, currently, well, we'll find out about that a month. Mark, Dr- uh, Mark Drake joins us here today. Mark, welcome to the show.
6: Thanks, Mitch. It's great to be with you. Uh, great
5: to have you here. Now, we're, we're here to talk about... What sounds at the (laughs) beginning to to start off with sounds, if not innocent, at least like business as usual in the state of Minnesota, Keith Ellison is, well, not 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 pursuing criminals, not pursuing the people that burned down a good chunk of the Twin Cities a year ago, not pursuing uh, any of a variety of miscreants. But he is suing someone regarding the the climate. Uh, It's it's the sort of stuff that uh, attorney general's. Don't do most places, but has become kind of a kind of a stock in trade uh, for, for Minnesota's attorney general, which has gone from being uh, badgering companies or consumer issues to badgering companies about climate issues. I mean, relatively fair assessment of the situation, Mark Drake.
6: Yeah, it, that's true. It, it's a very it's a very uh, strange situation. I think it's a situation a lot of Minnesotans would find shocking when they, when they understand who, who's funding the attorney general's office to uh pursue this quote climate litigation and and i can i can kind of walk you through a chronology a little bit if you'd like uh, well well, yeah i mean i'm going to take a guess at the at the the chronology and uh, and the trail
5: of the money since it's the attorney general's office of the state of minnesota it's a state office and there are safeguards in place to protect official state business like that from outside money uh from 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 literally money from outside government. Naturally, it's all got to come from the taxpayers, whether you like it or not. And we, the taxpayers, are the only ones supporting Keith Ellison in this litigation. Am I right, Mark
6: Drake? Well, you know, unfortunately, I I think you're wrong on that, Mitch. And and it's pretty amazing (laughs) when you start digging into this. Um, I would refer all your listeners to ClimateLitigationWatch.org, ClimateLitigationWatch.org. They have a great report out. Uh, about this issue. So essentially, if we go back to 2018, Keith Ellison is elected attorney general, right? Right. So Ellison is elected attorney general. And shortly after he is elected, uh, there's something called the Rockefeller Family Foundation. Yep. They they uh, approach a local liberal environmental nonprofit called Fresh Energy. Right. Uh, this guy, Lee Wasserman, he's with the Rockefeller Fund. He approaches Fresh Energy, their director, a guy named Michael Noble. And he provides him with sample pleadings that Wasserman and the Rockefeller Foundation have put together. They want to go after oil companies over climate change, right? Right. So then, step two, Fresh Energy, the local environmental group, they reach out to Ellison's uh, transition team. They reach out to some liberal members of the University of Minnesota law school faculty. Right. And they help kind of behind the scenes here – produce, pitch, and sign a memo making the case to Ellison that he needs to go after these uh, oil companies. Yeah. And, And so basically it's made to look, Mitch, like it's a homegrown effort by Fresh Energy, and then they make it look like Ellison's buying the whole thing. But the whole thing is really... Uh, put together by the Rockefeller Foundation. And then I can get into, obviously, the attorneys within the office, which is kind of the next piece. Let's go into
5: details in a moment here, but this sounds like like the more things change, the more they stay the same. 10, 12 years ago... Uh, during the 2010 gubernatorial election, we, uh, the larger we, you, I, uh, the conservative blogosphere in the Twin Cities, was covering the network of uh, plutocrats with deep pockets that were supporting uh, via, via, uh, with Rockefeller connections. I mean, Alita Messenger, who was a scionette of the Rockefeller fortune herself, and at, the, at Mark Dayton's ex wife, of all things, who was, sat at the head of Alliance for a Better Minnesota, which basically was to. Plutocrat money. Uh, what I don't know. The, the the capo di tutti copy was to the mafia. I mean, it's just huge uh, su- su- subterranean network of of political action committees, nonprofits, uh, mon- money being shifted back and forth, and a just huge shell game of, of money that that w- could only have been designed to obfuscate. How where the money was coming from that was floating all these quote progressive end quote causes around the state of Minnesota uh, un, under Win Minnesota Alliance for a Better Minnesota, all of which involved money coming from plutocrats with deep pockets who are trying to uh, influence society. We pushed the story hard; it didn't seem to have, have taken effect. It's and and the the story went away, but the plutocrat money network never did. And I'm just wondering: is fresh energy is, uh, yet another? Uh, another version of that same template.
6: I mean, yeah. I mean basically, holding tank for yeah, months. fresh fresh energy is, is another part, is another tentacle, right? You know, to the octopus, and, and you know, if, if you dig into some of these. Uh, documents. You know, Jeff Blodgett appears, and he's obviously a lot of wow. messengers, uh, kind of chief conciliary, if you want to call it. <laughs> and I do. And, 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 you know, the difference now is, Mitch, they, they are actually inserting people within the government. So everyone thinks, okay, we have Attorney General's office. Yes, it's run by Keith Ellison. But surely a private foundation would not be literally underwriting two attorneys within the office. And here we are, and we have two attorneys uh, on the payroll, Michael Bloomberg actually pick, picking up the tab for them.
5: I want to come back to that in a moment here, just just to make sure we distinguish. Now, now, there's a ton, almost literally, of of progressive money that's going to this network of nonprofits, PACs, and other organizations. Perfectly legitimate speech uh, for progressives, at any rate. But the 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 story here goes beyond that. They uh, we have private progressive plutocrat money. Going to pay for government employees directly this 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 is the sort of thing you hear, and you think it it can't
6: be legal, can it you know it, there's a, there's a big question mark about whether it, it is legal, Mitch, and I know that uh, people are are definitely pursuing that angle, but Michael Bloomberg has something through uh, New York University called the State Energy and Environmental Impact Center right right, and so he is funding two attorneys within Ellison's office, Peter Cerdo and Lee Curry, and they're behind uh, this litigation that was filed last June uh, against a, a number of oil companies. And it, it's pretty remarkable. I think the average person would find it hard to believe. It, I, I am. I'm, I'm average as it gets,
5: and I'm sitting here thinking that, that if, as you pointed out as we were getting ready to go in there, if the National Rifle Association... Had funded members of a hypothetical conservative attorney general's office, which we haven't had in Minnesota since the 1950s, but again, thinking here, if they had financed anybody in the, the administration, I mean they they barely tolerated in the private sector uh, and and here we here we literally have progressive plutocrat pressure groups pouring money into into literally into an office of state government, a constitutional office. The people who who get irate about mixing big money into politics certainly, certainly must be irate about this, Mark Drake.
6: Yeah. You know, it's surprise, surprise. It's crickets from from, uh, you know, the Star Tribune editorial page. There's no outrage from from any uh, DFL legislators on this. and, And uh they're just going right about their business. And, and, you know, it's a very sophisticated effort, Mitch. They they enlisted uh, Alexandra Klass. She's a, a McKnight professor of law at the University of Minnesota. Yeah. They, they enlisted, uh, you know, the foundation to help here, Fresh Energy. And they try to make it look like it's a homegrown operation, but it's really the Rockefeller Fund. It's Michael Bloomberg pulling the strings. And, you know, this is happening, Mitch, in at least two dozen other lawsuits around the country where they're, where they're doing this sort of similar thing. And you, ha- you actually have Minnesota filing a lawsuit and then the District of Columbia out there, Attorney General, file a lawsuit and it's, you know, copy and paste litigation where they're using the same terms and it's really just, it doesn't uh, pass the smell test. It, it does. And, and, sh- the, and
5: this this is part of a pattern. This happens across all sorts of other issues. I mean, Mike Bloomberg, who, you know, worth uh, billions of dollars, literally, and so he can inv- quote invest end quote millions of dollars uh, as if I'm I'm digging quarters out from under a couch. I mean, he he funds. Uh, he's most famous on this broadcast for funding uh, and, and overfunding and lavishly pouring money into gun control groups to to try and influence elections. I mean, Angie Craig uh, would be back to being an HR lady if it weren't for Mike, Michael Bloomberg money being poured into the 2nd Congressional District. And that's just the appetizer. I mean, physically, uh, literally, financially underwriting uh, government officials. I, I want to talk about that, about what can actually be done about that because obviously the star tribune's going to say nothing about it it's going to do nothing about it the attorney general's office has nobody uh, watching the watchdogs as it were i mean someone's let the watchdog loose in the hen house here so let's let's talk about potential uh remedies or or ways of approaching this let's take a break it's the northern alliance radio network if you have questions or comments for mark drake 651-289-4488 is the number to call join us won't you please you can also join us on Twitter at hashtag Narnshow. That's N-A-R-N show. Uh, and uh, by the way, that's the same hashtag on Twitter, on MeWe, on Parler, on Gab, and, uh, and wherever you we, We're there for you. Money changes everything, especially if you're uh, progressive in Minnesota politics. We'll be right back. Go Nowhere.
0: Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide.
4: Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have tight... 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Providers help thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800 555 2085. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds too. Call 800 555 2085. 800 555 2085. Get
3: that. Rackshack attack. Rack-shack
4: Pick it up or take it out, rackshack 2 or rackshackdelivery.com. It's so easy. Hey, you've been working hard, half the staff is gone, and your crew needs a lift. Go to rackshack 2 for pickup or rackshackdelivery.com and we'll
6: bring it out to you.
4: It's America's food and the right thing to do.
7: with the vast majority of media today leaning hard left it can be tricky to find news that actually shares let alone defends a conservative viewpoint hotair.com provides analysis and commentary from conservative writers like ed morrissey hotair.com hi break time i know you i'm coligard a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk it seems like you take care of yourself i do i play tennis Try to eat well. What about screening for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. Colon cancer is more treatable when it's caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and is used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was
8: seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive results should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Coligard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer.
7: Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Coligard is right for you. Or visit requestcoligard.com. I'm on it. Excellent. <laughs>
5: AM 12A, the Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488 If you have questions or comments from Mark Drake, we are discussing the uh, the, the this layered uh, cake, if you will, uh, maybe a parfait. It's a nice day for a parfait. So this this layered parfait of ethical, what seem to be ethical outrages uh, in a normal time. Uh, obviously, the idea that. That uh, Mark Drake, that uh that a, a private pressure group could directly fund, pay for government officials to do their job, and presumably their bidding, is the sort of thing that is outrageous and can't possibly be legal. And yet we, th- there's a process involved there to get that figured out. We'll come back to that, but that that's just the the, the top layer of a parfait of other ethical outrages that you have to. Can this possibly be? This can, can this possibly be legally kosher you, you mentioned I believe her name was Alexander Class from the uh University of Minnesota Law School. She's a professor there. Uh, she's also involved in this in a way that that we, looking casually at this sort of thing for this her involvement cannot be entirely
6: ethically uh, above board either can it you know i I don't think it can be Mitch uh, I would refer all your listeners to look at this study. It's called Climate Litigation Watch. Dot .org that's the website the yep. study's called private funders public institutions climate litigation and a crisis of integrity and if you go through this i mean there are all these emails back and forth where where this professor class is is basically just passing along the rockefeller foundation attorney's work as her own and she's given it to ellison and, and they spell out in the study that hey this this doesn't look like uh it's really in compliance with the university of minnesota's Honor code and, and academic standards you would expect from a law professor. So that's that's another another big issue with this, and I think people just expect you know a professor at the flagship university of the state to, to do things by the book and, and not try to pass off work that's not their own.
5: Yeah, and, and expect a professor to well uh, to befo- follow the rules, especially if they're from a school that teaches. The rule, who knows? I It, it baffles me. But uh, speaking of following the rules, you might expect the attorney general's office to do that. Now, it, it's, by the way, I'll be posting the link to the, the various studies at shotinthedark.info as soon as I get a moment after the show here. But the uh, I, I, the, the larger topic is how do we respond? It, it, I'm, I was a little surprised to hear that this has been going around for a while. There's been some litigation against this practice. Uh, Going on for some time now. In fact, this has gone up through, I believe, the Minnesota Court of Appeals, as I recall. Uh, What's happened so far?
6: That's a great question, Mitch. So, uh, you know, earlier this month, the Minnesota Court of Appeals ruled that Ellison uh, was not being transparent. He was trying to shield a lot of uh, communications regarding this issue. So he lost that. He has until so he has to produce a lot of information around this, and he lost that. He's got he has until July first. To come up with uh, the materials, and this is, uh, you know, it's been co- it's been being called a groundbreaking ruling uh, that held that the com- common interest doctrine, which allows states to withhold documents involving discussions with other states, is not valid in our, in Minnesota.
5: Interesting. Now, and here, and by the way, seeing this administration's response to court orders, I mean, I'm just thinking about our friends at the Minnesota Voters Alliance who have won three judgments against Steve Simon uh, to divulge records and information about voter records, and all of them are still being defied. Uh, with with uh, I mean, what, what happens if, as I would suspect he will, Keith Ellison refuses by July 1st to respond
6: uh, to this Freedom of Information Act request. What's the next step? So he, he has until July 1st to respond, and and then I think, he, you know, it would be something like six months of, of litigation to, to go to court um, at the Supreme Court here. Okay. so he's a while if, if he does appeal, which, you know, I think he probably will.
5: Now this is a, a widespread thing. You pointed out that there are two dozen different jurisdictions where this is going on right now, and as we've seen on issue after issue, I mean the idea of the, the, these various <clears throat> independent plaintiffs like uh, Fresh Energy Minnesota are basically copying and pasting and, and changing some of the, the, the fields, almost almost like using Microsoft uh, Mail Merge to to present this uh, litigation. Is is there anything unethical about this per se? I mean, it's not the only area we see this, or is it just the the, the fact that it's being presented uh, the, the way that uh, the professor class is presenting it? That's that's the unethical side of that part of the story.
6: Yeah, I, I think it's unethical because they're they're trying to say that this is a Minnesota-driven project when it's really something wealthy out of state, uh, you know, foundations are are behind it, and and I think it just again it doesn't pass. The ethical smell test that you can put two attorneys paid for by Mike Bloomberg in the attorney general's office to pursue this litigation. So the litigation was filed June 25th last year, but it was actually filed by two lawyers provided and paid for by this Mike Mike Bloomberg's foundation. It's called the New York University State Energy and Environmental Impact Center. It's just crazy, right? Right. I mean,
5: it, it is. It is, and and the attorneys are, are, are. I think you said Serio and Curry. I believe were the Sertio and Curry. and Curry, yeah. That's Peter right. Certo. Peter Sertio. Okay. So let's talk about responses. I mean, is there other than the Court of Appeals litigation with the Freedom of Information Act request? Is there any response to this state of affairs brewing out there somewhere? Is any is anyone trying to tackle this issue other than uh, other than the very necessary uh, search for the information, the email? the communications about this I mean what is there some game plan for going after uh, this situation mark Drake
6: yeah so so Doug Seaton is he's with the upper midwest law center and and they're they're involved obviously with the litigation and and they've been trying to get Ellison to come clean and produce all this all the documents so that that's one aspect of it, but just in terms of for your listeners, I mean I think they should reach out to Ellison's office, I think they should reach out to their state rep, their state senator, and say, hey. I can't believe this is happening in our state. How do how do we have uh, a New York billionaire funding employees in our state attorney general's office, whether it's Republican or Democrat, liberal or conservative? It just doesn't seem like that's something that should be happening in our state. And I think most people would say, hey, that's wrong. And that's not the way we should do things.
5: Now, let's take a step back. For, and I want to come back to exactly what it is, the audience, you and I, everyone, all of our listeners can do about this. But I just want to take a step back. Now it, 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 we have an administration that was largely put in office by <laughs> uh, heavily in uh, a campaign that was heavily influenced by many of these same same people. I mean, the Alliance for Better Minnesota never went away. Win Minnesota never went away. In fact, some of the names you're mentioning here, uh, Jeff Blodgett. I mean, he he is um, he, he's he's been a, a tying thread. Along with Ken Martin himself, who came up through the ranks managing, uh, Win Minnesota or the Alliance for Better Minnesota in the past, along with a number of other uh, key staffers who've been around progressive politics in Minnesota uh, for quite some time, the likes of Carrie Lucking. Uh, that name keeps popping up all over these places like, like acne on a teenager's face. Uh, th- th- this is, this is a network. That has driven so much politics in Minnesota, and has driven so much of it on this this, ty- this tsunami of Rockefeller, Bloomberg, uh, I mean Dayton money. I mean, there's so much of this money that is coming in. It's, like, it, it's, you, you have to wonder if the people of Minnesota are, are what would happen if they really knew the extent to which the DFL's politics is driven by and reports too out of state uh, mo- uh money uh, mo- out of state money and the demands and strings it puts on minnesota politics
6: yeah i mean it's it's supercharged now mitch it it's not just campaigns and elections we're talking about literally you know there's a lot of hyperbole in politics and yeah. and, and that sort of thing but michael bloomberg is literally bankrolling executive branch executive branches actions actions and official salaries it's, it's remarkable
5: yeah it, it'd be like it'd, it'd be like uh, somebody coming in and, and paying a city plow driver extra to get their street first i mean it'd be unethical it would be an abuse uh, i mean abuse of power is the only real word for it, whether it's ellison's power
6: or the power of these outside actors from new york yeah, we we should not have a for sale sign on, on any of the offices here in the state.
5: And yet there they are. And I, and I think it's more of a lease than a sale. But either either way, uh, uh, a policy for rent in, in the state of Minnesota. So uh, with the moments we have remaining, Mark Drake, here's a big question. What can people in this audience do uh, to try and address this, this issue?
6: Yeah, I, I would i I recommend everyone go to org. That's org. The study's called Private Funders, Public Institutions, Climate Litigation in a Crisis of Integrity. And you can walk through and you can read all about this. You can read the emails where they're using fresh energy, where they're using the University of Minnesota's prestige to present this as a lawsuit coming from the state of Minnesota. And it's really coming, coming from New York. And then after that, I would just say call Ellison's office. Call your state rep, call your state senator, write a letter to the editor. Uh, continue to follow this issue because it, it's going to continue to heat up here.
5: Yeah, and and we need to keep this heating up here because this is the sort of thing that uh, when people talk about the swamp, people talk about D.C., people talk about inside the Beltway in D.C., and justifiably so. But this is a swamp that affects you directly here and now at home. This is part of the litigation that is... Part of the pattern of behavior that's behind your gas prices doubling since uh, since the election. This is part of the pattern of behavior that is is foisting electric cars on you against the market's will in the state of Minnesota. This is part of the pattern of behavior that is making it prohibitively expensive to farm in this state behind the inability of... Mines uh, to reestablish themselves up in the Iron Range and the inability to complete a pipeline across the state of Minnesota with all the jobs it brings. This is the the the, the executive and legal power that is skewing the Minnesota economy in a real uh, in a real absolute not debatable way. Mark Drake, I mean, this is affecting you in your pocketbook right now.
6: No question about it, Mitch. Th- this is uh, a very bad precedent it 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 is just it's really alarming and just re- regardless of where you stand politically we should not have private funding of public institutions in terms of executive branch offices
5: yeah i i mean to to the the idea of behind bribery uh statutes back when people still cared about such things was is there a quid pro quo you're giving uh, there's reasons that uh, political uh, legislative office holders are require or i don't get to take gifts from constituents here because there's the, the inevitable quid pro quo what could possibly what pro could possibly be more quid than paying someone to do the job that you want done in the executive branch and where can i hire one for myself mark drake <laughs>
6: Yeah, those, those are great questions, and, and I think that's that's the root of the problem, and I think the average person hearing about this just, just can't believe it. It's so egregious.
5: It, 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 I, I, I have a mind that's hard to boggle, Mark Drake. I, I, I'm i a cynical enough person where I basically think there can't be anything that's beneath the likes of Keith Ellison and the executive branch of the Waltz administration. And it just goes to show uh, nothing is shocking anymore.
6: Uh, the website, one more time, Mark Drake. Sure, climatelitigationwatch.org. Climate LitigationWatch.org. I will post that at ShotInTheDark.info as soon as
5: I get half a minute free here later on today. Mark Drake. Let's stay in touch on this story because if we can stoke some outrage on this, it definitely needs to be stoked. Thanks for coming by, Mark Drake. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM12, A The Patriot. We'll be right back with Rick Weibel from Swamp Watch. Girls don't really Meet
4: Tim. Hey, what's up?
8: He's the person you hired for your digital marketing strategy. And when he's done battling aliens on his PS5 in his parents' basement, I'm sure he'll get right to work. Now, meet the team at Salem Surround. What's up? nationwide exposure experience and expertise let our team of experts focus on your digital marketing strategy so you can focus on your business it's an easy decision
2: to learn more about salem surround call 651-289-4418 651-289-4418
8: learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills john a former non-customer said For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. That's 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853.
1: You've been lied to. Lied to by corrupt Washington politicians and the Wall Street propaganda machine. Hi, I'm Inc. Magazine best-selling author Brett Kitchen, and I want to give you a free copy of my brand new book, Wealth Beyond Wall Street, because we all know another market crash could be right around the corner. After losing 35% in my IRA in the crash years ago, I said enough. And since then, I discovered a way to grow money potentially double digits, reduce taxes dramatically, and also have my money protected when the next stock market crash hits. When the next market crash hits, you lose nothing. Call Wealth Beyond Wall Street now to get your free copy and talk with a specialist to discover this little-known strategy to get potential double-digit growth during good years and never lose when the next stock market crash hits, all while building a tax-advantaged retirement. Call 800-940-4242 to discover this asset that people like Walt Disney and J.C. Penney use to grow wealthy. Plus, get one of just 97 free books left. We even cover shipping and handling, no credit card required. Call 800-940-4242. That's 1-800-940-4242. 4242.
5: AM 12A, the Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call, should you care to join us. Just got done talking about the swamp that is the Minnesota Executive Branch. And uh, Keith Ellison, and by the way, I do urge you to call your state representative, your legislatures, your sa- legislators, your senators, whoever. I mean, I have Sandy Pappas and Rena Moran, so I might as well just, I don't know. I, ha- I have more, I'd probably have more luck getting a, a date with Anna Kendrick than I would uh, getting any of them to pay attention to me. And believe me, I've tried, but it's, it's worth it uh, because the swamp in d c certainly worth addressing, but the swamp that we have here locally at the, in the state of Minnesota, it affects your life directly and constantly, and the swamp at the local level is no better and with us uh, to to discuss that swamp is someone who uh, basically is on the on the airboat patrolling that swamp uh, or patrolling the intellectual and political bayous of the upper Midwest. Old friend of the broadcast, Rick Weibel, joins us. Rick, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Uh, how are you doing today?
2: Great. Yourself, thanks for having me uh, on the show today. And I'm fired up, and I hope to get a few of your uh, listeners fired up because, oh, we got a lot. The, <laughs> the, the forecast for the swamp is really swampy. Even though it's a little cooler out today, and can be beautiful for tomorrow, I'm telling you, those swamp creatures...
5: They're loving it. <laughs> they are it is it is uh it, it is the home of the carnivorous carnivorous power and financial alligator out there uh, let's let's discuss first of all you are here on behalf of your organization minnesota swamp watch uh tell us a little bit about minnesota swamp watch and then we'll talk about <clears throat> what you're watching the, the critters you're running across as you uh, traverse the upper midwest uh where rick weibel uh, minnesota swamp watch go
2: All right. So originally the uh, Minnesota Swamp Watch, uh, we kind of took a deep dive in the uh, Minnesota election because, um, well, we couldn't believe what was happening. Just the acrobatics that were committed in Minnesota were so outstanding. And I'm sorry, but I've got to give Steve Simon, Keith Ellison, the county auditors and the Democrat Party kudos for the craft that they have done and hefted upon the state of Minnesota. And we actually have evidence and have been going out on a speaking tour. So if you can't get enough uh, now, I'm telling you, we're going to be in person. So check out www.midwestswampwatch.com for some of the events that we've got coming up here in the uh, Twin Cities. But some of the things that they did in the election, I mean, this is so phenomenal. They've been doing it for so many
5: years we 'll we'll talk about people yeah absolutely we 'll talk about people getting involved and we 'll certainly go over your uh, itinerary the events that uh, the swamp watch is staging around the state of yep. minnesota but let's let 's talk about what you found the allegations you found the the evidence that you 've uncovered I mean the fact our good friends at Minnesota voters Alliance have been leading the way on this for it seems like a generation now. as long as this broadcast has been on the air there 's been an m v a uh, uh, taking its shots at the, the Secretary of State's office, and they it, it seem to be drawing some blood because Keith, uh, not Keith Ellison, Steve Simon, as we speak, is currently uh, defying three different court orders that he cough up the facts. Which, yeah, you have to figure is is at least evidence by omission that there are some facts to cover up out there. So let's talk about what you and the Swamp Watch have found. Let's talk about the the evidence that you've gathered in looking at this last round of elections, uh, Rick Weibel.
2: All right, so let's start out with kind of the basics here. So I'm going to start out with a little bit of a timeline. So we all remember that fateful date of uh, November 3rd where people were actually out there voting, and they voted at the precincts, but wait a minute. There was actually 40 days to the election here in Minnesota because of the absentee balloting process. Right. But then the, uh, you know, so then when they go through all their counting, we had good people on both sides out there processing the ballots and counties trying to go through and entering all this data. And then all of a sudden, November 24th happens, and the statewide canvassing board seals the deals and says, this is the final count that we have for all the ballots. So then, working with some great volunteers out there, including Minnesota Voter Alliance and the MNGOP, I've accumulated some data. And one of the first data sets that I get was from November 29th. It's an important date. So that's five days after the state certified the election. Now, here's the critical piece. This is going to shock you, so I'm going to have to say it in a couple of different ways. Okay, 38.9 percent of the ballots were not connected to a voter history five days after the state certified the election. So, there's a wait a minute. What does that mean? Yeah, that means in simple English that I can't tell where 1.2 million ballots at that point in time who. Was the voter for that ballot? It could could now so that means? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. And then, and, and as as we dissect that down, where it really becomes a legal issue. So seven over seven hundred thousand of those were absentee ballots. So, so, so and w- the reason that I, I make that distinction is because absentee ballots in the state statute in state law it says as soon as they receive those absentee ballots, they must immediately. Enter those into Steve Simon Central data. I'm kind of paraphrasing there, but must immediately. I don't know about you, but I remember my mom when she would say, "You got to go clean your room immediately." That wasn't 25 days after the election, right? Right.
5: So so basically what you're saying here is, and I'm going to play a little devil, devil's advocacy here for a moment, Rick Weibel, uh, because I'm, I'm going to ask some of the questions that I'm sure some of the, the opposition are going to be asking about this. But uh, so, so essentially these ballots need to be associated with a voter history immediately after the election and certainly before the state canvassing board goes about goes on certifying the results of the election. This history is supposed to be uh, the, the, the dots are supposed. Supposed to be connected for each of these, uh, each of these voters. Is that is that the the rule?
2: No, actually, that's all. Okay. okay, so I will agree with my critics that by state statute, they have until December fifteenth. Okay. So from a pragmatic standpoint, why are we certifying an election before we can actually, you know, connect all the dots?
5: Okay. So, so we, so we have seven hundred thousand absentee ballots for whom the dots have not been connected. Uh, wouldn't the response on the other side be, well, we just had a whole bunch of new voters. People turned out in droves. They're they're all brand new to the electoral, electoral process. Uh, feasible, R- Rick Weibel?
2: No. Actually, when you look historically, the numbers aren't that much significantly higher in the previous uh, two presidential elections. Right. So, it's still kind of pretty close. So that's kind of a, I don't know, a canard. Yeah. And then here's the other <laughs> thing. Um, you know. I kind of remember the whole legislative process in Minnesota, and through the whole county process, and the whole you know COVID thing yep. uh, going in. I don't remember any valid person that made a legitimate request at the state level or the county level asking for extra help being refused. As a matter of fact, Facebook and Google even stepped up to provide extra funding. So I'm kind of not buying it.
5: <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's there's a it requires. A, a, a chain of suspension of disbelief that I I can't quite, I, I don't know how anyone can get, uh, climb that particular hill there, uh, Rick Weibel. So let's talk about, uh, about the activities of Mis- Minneapolis Swamp Watch to to get the word about this series of irregularities, shall we say, uh, out there to the people of Minnesota. let's talk about the group, Rick Weibel.
2: So uh, Midwest uh, Swamp Watch was uh, basically founded by Uh, Two of us that are actively really pursuing um, the evidence as well as the legal avenues. So the legal avenues, I have to give credit to, you know, that um, poor attorney that was fined $10,000. Yeah, Susan Sjogren-Smith, she's actually awesome. And um, it's actually really interesting on the legal side what's happening over there. Um, The best that I can, can say is stay tuned. But she was literally Johnny on the spot. No offense to Johnny, but he's kind of lazy compared to Susan because Susan actually filed the first injunction to kind of go to the state canvassing board. Like, uh, hold on, there's a whole lot of issues going on here, you know, like violations of state law, like in Dakota County, when they came out and did a PER review, uh, which is required by state statute that they randomly select a few of the precincts and they're supposed to, like, get everybody together and kind of showcase uh, all the ballots, hand count them, and compare them to the machine numbers. And typically throughout the state of Minnesota, it's A-OK. Yep. But when they showed up and they started counting the ballots, they were like, uh, we're short 800. And huh. by state statute, you're supposed to select a few more to count to make sure that there's no further irregularities. Yeah, that didn't happen. Um, Secretary of State C. signed interjected, and, and said, yeah, don't worry about that. Hey. So he directed, kind of interesting, as an attorney, Um, the direction uh, to ignore state law, and I don't know about you, but I thought officers of the court were supposed to kind of uphold that kind of stuff.
5: That's such a quaint notion these days in the state of Minnesota, Rick Weibel. I have a, I have a, I have a question for you here, and, and uh, I'm going to do this before we take a break real quick here. But uh, yeah, the, yeah. the number that you said, the dispositive uh, figure that we need to be watching is this 38.9 percent of ballots uh, as of November 29th that could not be connected with a voter history. What is that? Do we have uh, just to set some context? What is that number normally? Historically speaking, what's it, uh, what's it normally at and what's it supposed to be? What would be the normal number for that figure as of uh, three weeks after an election?
2: So I guess I'm going to look at it this way. So I'm going to, I'm going to actually tell you that your question is actually wrong okay. and actually disingenuous. And I don't mean an attack on you, but I think as voters in the state of Minnesota who really work hard and pay our taxes And really love each other and actually really like to get engaged in politics. I think we actually all deserve better in the sense that with something so important, why do we want to have a date of December 15th where that's kind of the minimum expectation? I will tell you that awesome Chippewa County got everything done on November 15th, so they kind of exceeded expectations.
5: Yeah, I mean, it's it's all this lag time be, be built in gives people all sorts of time to, to commit whatever shenanigans and miscreancy that they want to uh, commit on the process.
2: But I'm going to give you two more that are kind of funny. Okay. Um, the ones that really exceptionally failed, because even with uh, Kobe, um Steve Simon ex- unilaterally extended the deadline as long as counties wrote it and said, hey, we're having issues, and gave them until January 12th, you know. a few days after the U.S. Congress certified the election. But don't worry, we actually had Dodge County that finally completed their entries on February 4th. But don't worry, there was another one that just tremendously exceeded expectations, spectacularly failed. Uh, Fillmore County decided to go ahead and slam that in on, you know, March 23rd. Wow. They actually violated state statute. So I'd like to explore with my uh, good buddy, Susan Smith. Um, So since that's a violation of state statute. How do we hold them accountable? Well,
5: let's talk about that when we come back. We're going to take a quick break. We're talking with Rick Weibel from Midwest Swamp Watch. That's midwestswampwatch.com. I'll post that link as well immediately after the show here. Uh, When we come back, to have questions, by all means, get out of the horn. Or join us on Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. AM 1280,
0: The Patriot.
4: Nobody knows this program like the award-winning experts at Optima Tax Relief. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and will fight to get you the best deal possible. Don't mess with the IRS. For tax help you need, for tax help you can trust, call Optima now for a free consultation. Call
3: 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com.
8: TheFishTwinCities.com is streaming your favorite contemporary Christian artists like Matthew West, Toby Mack, for King and Country, and many more. Stream along at thefishtwinCities.com, download the free app, or listen on your Amazon smart speaker.
5: AM 1280 the Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651 289 is the number to call to join us, us in this case being myself. And Midwest swamp watches. Uh, Rick uh, Rick Weibel. Rick, uh, we've listed the problem. We've listed the the manifestation of swampiness that we're that we, we need to be concerned about if we want to maintain a viable democracy in this state, a viable representative republic. Uh, listing it. That's one thing. Doing something about it is another. That's what uh, Mid- Midwest Swamp Watch is on the road doing. Uh, let's talk about a little bit about the organization and uh, your agenda uh, to start with. Let's t- uh, t- tell me all about the group,
2: Rick. So Midwest Swamp Watch um, basically started out with uh, Susan Children Smith and myself to basically create an official start to basically create an organization to help people find a central location where the data is being collected and we can give legal advice to figure out how to fix this. And so we are willing to work with local BPLUs, the Republican Party of Minnesota, and any other interested individual that would like to have us come out and potentially help come alongside with them to, re- to present guidance and data to be able to fix this because the voters in Minnesota deserve better. And we actually do are starting to come up with more series because we actually cover the entire uh, Midwest area. And we have upcoming stories later on regarding some issues in South Dakota, uh, regarding the AG out there in his car accident. Uh, we have some issues that we're following down in uh, Chicago and a couple in uh, Wisconsin. So stay tuned on that. But right now we're taking a break to really get the word out regarding what happened in Minnesota because – uh, there are so many fantastic things that we have discovered. Hey, I got a little uh, secret here for you. You're going to love this one. Oh, yeah? So we looked at, uh, for example, the death records in uh, Minnesota, because that's always the question, like, hey, did any uh, dead voters uh, vote in Minnesota? Uh, yeah, they did. Oh, that's really? A little over <laughs> 300 of them. Oh, wow. Um, here's the other cool thing. So we we got the uh, list of all the dead voters, and we married it up. And so we found out, you know, with the 8,000 uh Registered voters that died throughout the year. Um, what was really cool is that that average works out to about 22 deaths a day. But what was really <laughs> cool is that the day after Halloween, you know, like November 1st, yes. all the way through November 9th, not a single registered voter died. Huh. Not a one. That seems and like man, a statistical worry, outlier. Uh, November uh, 10th, 113 died. Wow.
5: Death does take a holiday. Amazing.
2: Yeah, so if you're going to do any risky activities right around election time, that's when you want to do your (laughs) skydiving, you know, anything like that um you know get that out of the way cuz you'll perfectly be safe but maybe that's why walls wanted to buy the big building to kind of hide him
5: <laughs> I, I mean he had to let john thompson out of it eventually uh for, to keep him away from <laughs> right. the media that's right so it's so you are on the road you have a bunch of events coming up uh, around the state of minnesota over the next few weeks uh, actually the agenda runs out uh, heads out through a good chunk of the rest of the summer tell us a little bit about, about the events and uh, and and where you're at on the agenda here right now rick Weibel.
2: Yeah, so we had uh, three uh, volunteer ladies uh, set up an event. Uh, First, it was going to be in Buffalo, uh, but then we had to change that event to Maple Lake. Uh, We are excited. It's a bigger venue. Uh, We would love to have everybody uh, come out. And actually, uh, the people that uh, pre-registered for that event, I'm actually looking them up in the voter database. And I'll actually let you know if your uh, vote counted on November 29th, if your uh, vote was registered. And so far, the uh, kind of a sneak preview, it's kind of funny. Uh, so far, we're running at 34% of the uh, people that have registered so far. Um, they might want to file an affidavit because uh, they didn't show up yet. Oh at really? Point, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, you know it's kind of it's kind of funny. An unscientific thing uh, kind of gives scientific credence. That's within three percent. Not bad. Not bad at all.
5: <laughs> uh, and, 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 and you get to learn about and, that and much more. When you come out to the event. Who should show up at these events? By the way, I mean, if you're interested, first of all, who should come out to the events? Second of all, who should. Who should contact you about putting one on uh, if, if you're looking to, to get into, in, in, into digging into this, uh, this issue?
2: Well, actually, um, I'm going to encourage everybody, both Democrats and uh, Republicans, because in reality, uh, both parties should honor the election process and want to have a fair and efficient uh, election, because that's how we establish trust. And there's good ideas on both sides that we need to have honestly debated uh, through our legislatures and our uh, our politics, and those are good things. But to have kind of this uh, lack of trust in the political system, we both need to work together to do better to make sure that everybody understands the process and has uh, proper oversight over it. Right now, it's just so muddy and swampy that it's just not right. And so after, you know, so we have some other events like up in Chicago County, Saturday, June 26th, and then also uh, Monday, June 28th, we'll be down in uh, North Mankato. Yep. And uh, our website. Absolutely. And the website, uh, Rick Weibel? Uh, MidwestSwampWatch.com. And if you have tips, go ahead and send us an email at tips at midwestwampwatch.com.
5: Absolutely. And uh, by the way, I'll be posting that link at shotinthedark.info as soon as we get off the air here. Uh, So yeah, you you have events coming up through the summer and certainly uh, out looking for more. So Rick Weibel, uh, from Midwest dot com. Thank you for joining us today and stay in touch on this. I, I definitely want to follow how, how these, how, how these activities, uh, pan out uh, between now and the next round of elections here. This is, uh, if, because if, if people can't trust the institutions, uh, that, that support a democracy, how can you trust your democracy? Rick Weibel.
2: Exactly. And so, you know, let's everybody stay awesome. Enjoy the summer. And, uh, Let's make government accountable to the people and, uh, you know, let's have those uh, honest debates, you know, how we want uh, our state, our counties and our local governments, uh, because it's that's what makes our communities great.
5: Yeah. And and it is time for people to take back the electoral system in this state from the people who've been, well, frankly, abusing and and uh, and. Controlling it for their advantage here, which is and and defiling the trust that a a free people are supposed to be able to have in institutions like this. Rick Weibel, again, uh, thank you very much for joining us today, and I will look forward to talking about this more in the future. Appreciate you. Have a great weekend.
2: You too. Thanks for having me on, and take care, everybody. See Ab- you around.
5: Absolutely. And, of course, yeah, coming out to uh, Maple Lake, Minnesota at the V by HH. I, I'm assuming that's some sort of secret code, but uh, Rick Wobble, well, well, thanks for joining us. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Don't forget Brad Carlson, the uh, closer edition, coming up tomorrow at noon. But you don't have to wait for your next uh, round of Northern Alliance Radio Network. Jack Tomzak comes up next uh, here live on AM 1280, The Patriot. And, of course, King Banyan heard every Saturday morning from 9 to 11 on our sister station am 1440 the business uh, businessman thank you all for stopping by here today plenty to be concerned about i expect you to express that concern on the daily as we try and take this democracy back thanks for stopping by god bless you all god bless america
7: Hi, break time? I know you. I'm Coligard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. It seems like you take care of yourself. I do. I play tennis. I try to eat well. What about screening for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. Colon cancer is more treatable when it's caught in early stages. Tell me more. Coligard is non-invasive and is used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This
8: was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive results should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Coligard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer.
7: Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit requestcoligard.com. I'm on it. Excellent. I have a traumatizing
4: childhood memory of an Easter egg hunt. The big hunt was a big deal in our family. And I have this memory of running and excitedly reaching for eggs, only to have my big brother and sister sweep in and steal them at the last second. It's Ryan. And unfortunately, this is a traumatizing reality our Faith and Family Mortgage Team is seeing from families across the country. Families are finding their dream home, only to have it pulled away by another hunter at the last second. At United Faith Mortgage, we unfortunately cannot scare off the other hunters, but we can very quickly get you pre-approved and make it look as good as possible to sellers. And then, once you do grab that Easter egg,
6: see our story and read how our direct lender advantage can often save your family monthly and lifelong money at UnitedFaithMortgage.com.
4: We our United Faith Mortgage
7: United Faith Mortgage is a DBA. United Mortgage Corp. 25 Meadow Park. Grum, Meadow, New York. This a mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalsconsumeraccess.org. Corporate Animalist number thirteen thirty five. Rive rack, Animalist number 65233. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah.
0: AM-1280, the Patriots Business Benefactor Program is back next week. For one week only, you'll have the opportunity to make a donation to a local charity and get 40 radio ads for your business as our thank you. Keep listening for details on our Business Benefactor Program. Did you know that the Patriot mobile app can do more than just stream your favorite shows? Here's cool feature number one. You can set an alarm on our app that will automatically start streaming the Patriot at whatever time you decide. It's easy. Just open the menu in the upper left-hand corner, select alarm, and choose a time. You can set it to wake you up in the morning with Hugh Hewitt or any of your favorite hosts. Download the free AM 1280 The Patriot app today.
8: Have you been charged with a gun crime? Have you lost your gun rights due to an old criminal offense? Have you been denied a permit to carry or a purchase of a firearm? I'm attorney Kelly Keegan, and I can help. Contact us for a free consultation at
5: keeganlawoffice.com. AM 1280, the Patriot, WW.